Stay connected. News and analysis. KFBK Weekend Live. News Radio KFBK. Welcome. This is Weekend Live on a Saturday evening. Uh, 5.08 is the time, straight up. My name is Sam Shane. I'm back from a few weekends off, spent some quality time with my family, and it is great to be back. Thanks for joining us. Weekend Live, we're here every Saturday evening from 5 to 7 p.m. We take a look back at some of the very big stories of the week. We take a look forward. We play a lot of sound, uh, maybe some audio clips you did not hear on your local or national newscast. Whoa, and sometimes we play just music just for fun. No. (laughs) One button got pushed there. Uh, So we're going to get to a lot of the big stories this past week and want to get you caught up on what's uh, taking place. Uh, obviously, the Kavanaugh hearing was just a monstrous story the whole week. The entire country has been talking about it. I went to a high school football game last night, and it was still the, the biggest topic out there uh, among people. They all wanted to talk more about it. Everybody has a position on it. What happens next? Of course, the FBI is now investigating. That is the very latest. It likely will take about a week. Uh, Deborah Ramirez, a, a second accuser, Uh, Her attorney today confirmed that the FBI has contacted her. Uh, President Trump was in West Virginia on a campaign stop. He talked a little bit about it today, and he said, we're going to leave this thing open for about a week, and then we're going to shut the investigation down. So we'll get to more on that. I want to get you caught up on some of the other stories that we're going to be covering here over the next couple of hours. Governor Brown on Friday, boy, he had a rather interesting, interesting is one word, uh, rather strange response to the Kavanaugh hearing. We're going to play an audio clip of what Governor Brown how he interpreted what Brett Kavanaugh said. How long do you think it's going to be before the federal government will be spending more money on the interest to pay back the debt than they are currently paying for military? The military bill right now is at $700 billion a year. Uh, the interest that we are going to pay on our debt, it's going to I think it's going to stun you and how soon we're going to be paying monstrous numbers on that. So we'll get to that. Um, but what is also making news at this hour, the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, those are the folks who look over the stock market and the investment world to make sure that everybody's doing everything the right way. Well, they have announced that they have settled charges with Tesla CEO Elon Musk. He was in big, fat trouble for what he tweeted out. And his bid to take the company private with the billionaire expected now to remain at the helm of the company. So he remains in charge but he's going to relinquish his chairman duties in the next 45 days. So the settlement is still subject to court approval. Musk will pay a civil penalty of $20 million to give up his role also as chairman of the board for at least three years, and then Tesla will pay another $20 million fine and appoint two new independent directors to the board. The original SEC complaint alleged that Musk issued, quote, false and misleading statements and failed to properly notify regulators of material company events after he posted on Twitter that he had secured funding to take Tesla private. So he tweets out, we're going private. And what's the stock do? Goes through the roof. And the SEC said, you can't do that unless you have funding in place, which apparently he didn't have. That automatically, artificially sent the stock soaring. So the SEC coming down hard on Tesla, coming down hard on Elon Musk. We will see how that will play off, play out over the course of the next few weeks. Time now is coming up on the 512 here at KFBK. Time for us to get into audio clips, and we have a ton of them. We have, I, I don't know that we're going to get to all the sound. The stack is packed this afternoon. So let's begin where you think we'd begin. 
Uh, we'll talk about the Brett Kavanaugh hearing, which took place this week, and what led up to the Kavanaugh hearing. We heard both from Dr. Ford and from Brett Kavanaugh. President Trump held a news conference. This was on Wednesday, okay, the day before the Kavanaugh hearing, where Christine Blasey Ford and Brett Kavanaugh both testified. He said at that time, this was on Wednesday, at that time he said there was no need for an FBI investigation, that Kavanaugh had been investigated at least five different times in his life already. And he said in this case, Trump did, that the FBI simply doesn't have enough information. They don't even have an address of where this alleged attack took place because Dr. Ford doesn't remember. They don't have a date when the alleged attack happened because Dr. Ford doesn't remember. And then he leveled this attack on the Democrats. They're actually, it's not going to change any of the Democrats' minds. They're obstructionists. They're actually con artists because they know how quality this man is and they've destroyed a man's reputation and they want to destroy it even more. And I think people are going to see that in the midterms, what they've done to this family, what they've done to these children, these beautiful children of his, and what they've done to his wife. And they know it's a big, fat con job. That was the mantra that was repeated by Republicans this past week. They did not use the words con job, but they attacked Democrats. We're going to hear, hopefully, from Senator Lindsey Graham a little bit later on in the two hours. He gave a remarkable speech during the Senate Judiciary Committee hearing with Brett Kavanaugh and Dr. Ford, and he went after the Democrats. But we'll hear more on that later on. Uh, Before we go to the break, I want to play one more audio clip, and this just exemplifies how emotional this discussion has become. If you think for some reason, any reason, that this is some kind of fact-finding mission by the members of Congress, you are sadly mistaken. This is politics through and through. There's no question about it. And there are many arguments that are based not on facts, but are based on emotion. Example number one. This is Joe Behar. I don't know if you watch her. I don't know if you listen to her. She's on The View. I do not. But she makes her living bashing conservatives and Republicans. No matter the position. It it just doesn't even matter what they say. If they're conservative or Republican, she bashes them. So now we've set the table. You know where she's coming from. She went on a racist rant, insinuating that old white men are not protecting women. Here's her clip. These people in Congress right now, in that Senate Judiciary Committee, these white men, old, by the way, Mm -hmm. are not protecting women. They're protecting a man who is probably guilty. If you're not... Uh, Judge Kavanaugh, take the lie detector test. Yeah. Prove it the way she did and the way Anita Hill did, that they were not lying. Let's see that from you. And the, or are you a coward? Yeah, exactly. Old white men. What does that have to do with anything? What does white have to do with anything? And age, old. She uh, failed to mention, by the way, and keep this all in mind, that it was not old white men who sat on these allegations by Dr. Ford for more than a month. It was, in fact, Senator Dianne Feinstein, who had the information for more than 30 days before she brought it to the attention of her fellow committee members on the Senate Judiciary Committee. That was not brought up by Behar. That's just ignoring a big, fat fact in making an argument. Phone number here is 916-921-1530. 1-800-834-1530. On the other side of the break, we're going to hear from Jonathan Turley, one of the leading legal experts in this country.
about what should happen next and will the politicians in Washington, D.C. follow the law and the Constitution or will they follow politics? What did you think about what happened? Where do you think this is going? What happens to Brett Kavanaugh? Does he survive? 916-921-1530, 1-800-834-1530. I'm Sam Shane, and this is Weekend Live. Stay connected. News and analysis. KFBK Weekend Live. News Radio KFBK. Time now is uh, 521. I'm Sam Shane. Thanks for joining us here on uh, Weekend Live. Uh, the phone number is 916-921-1530, 1-800-834-1530. Going to get to you some of the uh, really dramatic testimony, especially the opening statements from both uh, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford and also from Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, riveting opening statements this past week. We're going to get to a few of those clips in just a moment. Before we get to that, just saw this over the past week, and, and you know this is one of those stories that gets a little bit buried, but it just shows you it's symptomatic of what's going on in politics today. Both sides of the aisle, I might add. Uh, Nancy Pelosi hosted a pair of fundraisers in San Francisco and Los Angeles earlier this week. Guess how much money they raised? $5 million in two fundraisers. Oh, right? 800 people attended Pelosi's annual luncheon at San Francisco's Fairmont Hotel. It featured Hillary Clinton, by the way. That event raised $2 million. Then headed down south to Los Angeles, raked in $3 million at a dinner with Jeffrey Katzenberg. More than 200 people attended that one. Included a performance with James Taylor, by the way. So that's what they do these days in politics, my friends. They raise lots and lots of cash. Okay, time to get back to our audio clips. Uh, before we get to some of the dramatic testimony, I, I, I want to play a clip from uh, Jonathan Turley. If you don't know who this guy is, I'm pretty, I'd be pretty surprised, number one. But number two, uh, this guy, Jonathan Turley, is one of the brightest legal minds in the country. He's a constitutional expert, and he looks at cases based on facts, not on emotion, not on politics, on facts and how it works within the framework of the Constitution of the United States. So he did an interview with Fox this past week. He said that members of the United States Senate must push aside their political views. What are the chances of that? But that's what Turley said in a perfect world, that's what they should do. And he said they should look at the law, and they should look at the Constitution when they make any decisions on Brett Kavanaugh. The senators have got to stop saying that they are not judges. The United States Senate has been committed to due process and fair hearings for witnesses since its very founding. And for these senators now to say, well, it's a complex issue for me whether to believe this person because of his views on the Constitution as opposed to this person who I agree with. What do you think they'll do? Do you think they'll follow Turley's advice? Do you think they'll follow the Constitution that they'll base their decisions on facts? Because we still don't have a decision on Brett Kavanaugh. The hearing's still open. The Senate Judiciary hearing is not open. That vote was 11 to 10. It moved it on to the floor of the U.S. Senate. So now the Senate will vote. Theoretically, the Senate will vote. A phone number here is 916-921-1530, 1-800-834-1530. Let's get to some of this testimony. And it was nothing short of riveting. And we're going to play uh, a couple of clips uh, from Ford. We'll play a couple of clips from Kavanaugh. And uh, we'll play some also from some of the politicians who were in the room. So first of all, opening statement, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, as she describes the party and the fear 
she said that she went through of being groped and raped. Brett and Mark came into the bedroom and locked the door behind them. There was music playing in the bedroom. It was turned up louder by either Brett or Mark once we were in the room. I was pushed onto the bed and Brett got on top of me. He began running his hands over my body and grinding into me. I yelled, hoping that someone downstairs might hear me. And I tried to get away from him, but his weight was heavy. Brett groped me and tried to take off my clothes. He had a hard time because he was very inebriated and because I was wearing a one-piece bathing suit underneath my clothing. I believed he was going to rape me. I tried to yell for help. When I did, Brett put his hand over my mouth to stop me from yelling. This is what terrified me the most and has had the most lasting impact on my life. It was hard for me to breathe, and I thought that Brett was accidentally going to kill me. Ford said that there is no mistake in her mind that Brett Kavanaugh and Mark Judge were in that room. Now, Mark Judge was a friend and continues to be a friend of Brett Kavanaugh. By the way, we learned today Mark Judge has indicated that he is willing to work with FBI investigators. He will cooperate in their investigation, which they have opened up on Brett Kavanaugh, and it will last a week. Mark Judge has said that he was not at that party, that as far as he is concerned, it didn't even exist. And it is one of the gaps in the story that Ford tells, because she named a number of people that she said were at that party, and all of them have come out and said, no, to the best of their recollection, that party did not exist. She cannot name the address where this took place. She doesn't know the date where it took place. She doesn't know how she got there. She was 15 years old at the time. She admits that she she drank while she was there, and she also said she doesn't know how she got home. She is clearly a woman who, when you listen to her testimony and her opening statement, appears to be a woman who has suffered a great deal and went through some type of traumatic experience. But it's not clear, the facts are not clear as to who that person might be. And she says it's Brett Kavanaugh, but he denies it. And everyone that she says was there denies even being there and says it didn't even exist. So there are gaps in the memory and there are gaps in the story. Nevertheless, it was a compelling opening statement. And we have a second clip that we're going to play now from Christine Blasey Ford. And she continues to describe the actions of a 17-year-old boy in that house on that night that she has identified as Brett Kavanaugh. I tried to yell for help. When I did, Brett put his hand over my mouth to stop me from yelling. This is what terrified me the most and has had the most lasting impact on my life. It was hard for me to breathe, and I thought that Brett was accidentally going to kill me. She was terrified that he was covering her mouth. Later, Kavanaugh testified that he never touched her, never had any relationship with her, certainly never covered her mouth, he said. So I want to play one more clip before we go to the bite and then get to the other side because there is obviously a stark difference from the other side. This is Senator Dick Durbin. He's a Democrat from Illinois, and he questioned Ford, and he asked her during Thursday's hearing if if. 
Ford is indeed sure that it was Brett Kavanaugh. Dr. Ford, with what degree of certainty do you believe Brett Kavanaugh assaulted you? 100%. She's certain, absolutely certain. And Brett Kavanaugh is absolutely certain that he did not do that. It just couldn't be more opposite. There's no gray area here. This is black and white, as they say. And that's what makes this such a difficult issue for America to grapple with. The phone number here is 916-921-1530, 1-800-834-1530. We're going to take a bit of a break here. On the other side, Brett Kavanaugh's opening testimony. He was near tears, a very emotional opening testimony. And also we'll hear from Senator Lindsey Graham, who had some choice words for Democrats. All that and much more here on KFBK. My name is Sam Shane. This is Weekend Live. The phone number is 916-921-1530. Back in a moment. KFBK Weekend Live. News and analysis. On News Radio KFBK. So this uh, debt is costing us and will cost us a lot of money as taxpayers as we head into the next decade. The United States spends far more on military than any other nation on the earth. We all know that. Rising interest rates and years of mounting debts mean that soon interest on our debt will overtake military spending. Interest costs will be $390 billion next year. Okay, that's our interest next year, $390 billion. It's going to be more than $900 billion within one decade. Okay, $900 billion in, one, in 10 years from now. Now get this, we now spend $700 billion on military. $700 billion on military now. 10 years from now, we're spending $900 billion just on the interest on the debt. Just think of that as you listen to some of the nonsense that comes out of Washington, D.C. Money and the debt, my friends, will be the single biggest concern facing this country not too long from now. Uh, we're going to go to the phones right now before we hear the sound clips from Judge Brett Kavanaugh in his opening statement, which was very emotional. So uh, first of all, let's go to Nate. He uh, joins us from Placerville uh, on this uh, Saturday evening to talk more about what you heard this past week. And, and uh, Nate, what are, what are your thoughts about the testimony and the opening statements you heard? Well, you know, I listened to the whole thing, and the thing that kind of takes me, you know, kicked back is, She's 100% certain it's, it's Kavanaugh, but she doesn't remember, you know, how she got home, what house it is. Mm-hmm. But she's 100% this is the man who right. did it. And it just, to me, anybody looks at this, if you're so certain, why don't you remember anything but he's the man? Well, you know? I look, I mean, psychologists and psychiatrists will tell you, Nate, that anyone who goes through a very traumatic experience, PTSD can set in. I mean, uh, men and women who fight in war have it. Uh, people who are sexually assaulted, particularly women, that's an extraordinarily traumatic event, and your brain can shut down. That 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 has been proven by people who study the mind. Uh, but that said, some of the very basic principles that you need to even open an investigation, the argument is, aren't even there. I mean, if you don't even know what the address is, what the date is, how do you launch an investigation to even go yeah. to a location? And I agree. And it's like... 
you know, and, and, and the way she seemed like you would think she was like, you know, there was full-blown penetration, this is huge sex, and it, it, it wasn't that. And, and I don't know how, it's almost like, it's 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 the, like the, the that the movement of you know the my world yeah my but movement. but but Nate an attack is an attack I I understand what you're saying and I know that there are different levels and different degrees but for a 15 year old girl to go through this if she did indeed go through this and and if it was even Brett Kavanaugh maybe it was another teenage boy who knows but that can be yeah. an extraordinarily traumatic event for a teenage girl. Yeah, I just understand. It just, I feel bad for you know teenagers either. You know, are they going to be able to dance with a girl at prom? I mean, it, it's to me. This is, I think, to the point where it's going to change our country forever because mm-hmm. it's going to be allegations of of oh he he gave me a hug I didn't like it. It, it traumatized me for life. And all these young kids or boys are now going to you know get these rap sheets. They're like, man, all I would did is give her a hug. Yeah, yeah. And well, I just don't no. like this whole scenario. Nate, you, you, it's you, ugly. you bring up a good point. Thank you for the call from Placerville. And there are those who are having this discussion as well. If we blindly start throwing around accusations that are not true, we are headed down a path that can be as despicable as this alleged event in and of itself. Uh, Michael from Pollock Pines joins us on a Saturday evening. Hi, Michael. How are you? Uh, I'm doing fine, Sam. What do you what, what do you think? Uh, well, you know, I I literally, uh, you know, thanks to KFBK, was able to listen to ninety percent of it. Uh, I video streamed some of it, and I caught some of it on TV. But I probably caught ninety five percent of the whole thing. Yeah. What are your thoughts and, about the the all, the the entire thing? If you could capsulize or summarize it, what would it be? It, it, it basically everything supports as far as the information under penalty of perjury felony supports Kavanaugh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Furthermore, one of the things that did come out was uh, Ford saying that she had a fear of flying and that's why she couldn't come on a Monday. Yeah, yeah, I I know where you're going with that. Yeah, and she has... yeah, and then she yeah, flew to Tahiti, and, then, and yeah, I get yeah, it. I get well, it. There are actually people thinking that on that Monday that she they wanted her to show up. There, there are people that are suspecting she was actually on the East Coast at that time. Oh, now, okay. With the, yeah. with the FBI, with the FBI doing this investigation, this could be uh, a, a, a real blessing in disguise because if she made a statement under under penalty of perjury Mm -hmm. during that that she couldn't fly back there because of this right i see what you're saying yeah Yeah, they're gonna check they're gonna check her flight records and if she was on the east coast right at that time that's going to become a serious problem michael furthermore maryland police department has already said if they want to file a police department, uh, a police report. They will investigate. Yeah. It. Okay, Mike, what, Michael. Listen, what, I got to, I got to run here because I got to get to these Kavanaugh sound bites. There are just too many to not get out there. But I mean, you, you, you make very good points here. And in fact, President Trump said today that he believes this FBI investigation might actually be a blessing. Just as, as we just heard from the caller, that uh, this might actually open up and reveal some more facts about this case. That would strengthen Kavanaugh's position. We'll see. Uh, But I do want to play a little bit of Brett Kavanaugh before we head to the break because uh, we have his opening statement 
um, and also his testimony, and it was extraordinarily emotional. He 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 nearly well he did break down and he nearly cried when he talked about his daughters and he talked about his dad, uh, sp- specifically when he spoke about his family is when we saw the emotions just gush from this man. So with that, let's get to this. Uh, this is Judge Brett Kavanaugh getting very emotional during his opening statement on Thursday. This is a circus. The consequences will extend long past my nomination. The consequences will be with us for decades. This grotesque and coordinated character assassination will dissuade competent and good people of all political persuasions from serving our country. And as we all know, in the United States political system of the early 2000s, what goes around comes around. What do you think of what he said there? Is it a circus? Do you buy into that? Number two, will this dissuade good people from serving the people of the United States of America? Who wants to go through this? I mean, put yourself in his position for one second. I mean, would you really want to go through this? Is it really worth it? I mean, there are people that I talked to who said, to be the on the United States Supreme Court, yep, I sure would. Love to be on the Supreme Court. You're going to drag your family through this? He says he's been dragged through the mud. His, his name will, will forever be tarnished, no matter what happens. But will this forever change our system and not for the better? Let's get one more bite in here, and then uh, we're going to take a break, and I'll tell you we got something else on the other side that was a phenomenal speech. It was one of those spectacular moments in the U- U.S. Senate. Uh, but before we do that, this is more of uh, Judge Brett Kavanaugh in his opening statement, and he simply said he did not assault Ford. This onslaught of last-minute allegations does not ring true. I'm not questioning that Dr. Ford may have been sexually assaulted by some person in some place at some time. But I have never done this to her or to anyone. That's not who I am. It is not who I was. I am innocent of this charge. How did he do? Was he forceful? Too forceful? Did it disturb you that he was emotional? How was his persona? How did you perceive him? How did he, quote-unquote, perform? 916-921-1530-1800-834-1530. On the other side of the break, Senator Lindsey Graham with some very choice words for his colleagues on the other side of the aisle. We're back in a moment. KFBK Weekend Live. News and analysis. On News Radio, KFBK. Welcome back to Weekend Live. My name is uh, Sam Shane. You're listening to KFBK. That's 1530 AM, 93.1 FM. And uh, listen, if, if you missed the show or you want to go back and listen to portions of it, uh, you can go to the website, kfbk.com, click on the podcast tab up top, and uh, you can go to the Weekend Live and listen for more. And with this show, we believe more is better. Let's go to the phones right now. We want to get to uh, Sean. He's in Auburn right now, joining us here on KFBK. Before we get to what Lindsey Graham had to say in his speech this past week in Washington, D.C. Hi, Sean. How are you? Hey, I'm good. 
Hey, um, I think that was really telling what Brett said in that statement about what goes around comes around. Because with his anger, I was just think he was saying, you just wait till I get on the Supreme Court with a liberal issue. Boy, I am going to get back at you guys. Well, if that, if he, if he gets there, if he gets there, but boy, if he does, yeah, he just I, alienated. I, you know, I heard an analyst say uh, this past week, Sean, that uh, now that the FBI investigation is open, uh, his nomination might be in trouble again. So I, this is far from over, and and I assure you of this: between now and the end of this next upcoming week, there's going to be more. This story is not just going to stand still. Uh, but the only thing I think is that they people are saying. With things like Roe v. Wade, they're saying, I don't care what it takes. I will smear him no matter what. Um, well, Senator Chuck Schumer said as much uh, just uh, w- w- within literally an hour of when President Trump uh, announced the nomination. Chuck Schumer came out and said, we will do absolutely everything yeah. we can to keep him off the court. So, so I, I mean, they, that, they, yeah. they, 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 they telegraphed. They telegraphed their hand right away. So yeah. we we know what they what they've been trying to do. That's no secret. And there's no, but there's no uh, whatever tactic it takes. That might be right. That might no. be right. I mean, if, if 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 Chuck Schumer is so intent immediately after the nomination is announced to keep this man off the court, then it would seem that the motive would be whatever it takes. And and I hate to say it, but you can't call um, Blazy Ford. You cannot question her you can't call her a liar you can't question her with this me too you can well uh you know listen she sounded she was a very compelling witness and that opening statement was extraordinarily emotional and 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 for lots of americans very sympathetic to her right it sounded it sounded as though she did suffer a traumatic experience and very well likely may have been attacked but was it Brett Kavanaugh? Was it on that in that place? Was it on that night? I mean, the- well, that's the other thing. That's the other thing too is if you had to if you had to accuse somebody, they would say you have to be specific about who did it, but you can't say you can't say the address. You can't. You have to be general about everything else. But well, you have to be positive about. She him. doesn't. But she the, the the bottom line, Sean, is she doesn't know the address. She she does she doesn't know, she doesn't know how she got to the house. She doesn't know what day it was. But she has a perfect memory on who it was. Right, 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 right. Yep. All <laughs> okay. right, Sean, thank you very much for the call. Appreciate it calling in from Auburn. we got to switch now and uh, head into Roseville and talk to uh, Mike about uh, his impressions of what he heard from the Senate Judiciary hearing today on Capitol Hill. Mike, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. What are your thoughts? So my comment is that, um, you know, obviously he was going to say what he needed to say. His uh, not only getting on the Supreme Court is on the line, but his judicial career. So the fact that he can be persuasive, um, there's been a lot of people in similar situations that can speak just as persuasively. Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to the actual details, she seemed like an open book. She invited questions. She was looking for the FBI investigation. And he seemed to really kind of shut down things as they were brought up. Um, I thought his, I thought his comments on explanations about what is in his yearbook were just obviously false. Right. They spent, uh, a, you know, they spent a lot of time on the yearbook. I, I found that to be very odd. Well, a devil's triangle is not a drinking game. Oh, know? well, I, I don't even, is, uh, I don't even know what it is. Well, okay. what it is, it's a threesome. It's two men oh. and a woman. Oh, I see. Well, yeah. you know, look, I, I mean, 
look, how many of us have a yearbook in our buried in our basement somewhere or wherever it is in the attic, and it has stuff written in it that you know you, I don't know you you probably would prefer wasn't in there, you know. Well, and, you know, that, I don't yeah, know. I mean, I, it's a it's a it's a high school yearbook. We're talking about a U.S. Supreme Court nominee. <laughs> you, know? you know, it's just a kind of a question of like, is he that guy? Well, and, right. I mean, know, or the, what? The, or was the, he? Yeah, was he that the, guy when he was seventeen and eighteen years old? And is he that guy now? Well, I think that that's a I think that's a valid point, mm-hmm. and I think that actually kind of brings up this idea that I I think on the Republican side they're wanting to apply a legal standard, which is well, yeah, can't they are. This there's no evidence, right? So therefore, that's the standard. Whereas well, on the and shouldn't side, and shouldn't it be? I mean, at the end of the day, shouldn't we be making decisions based on the law? We are a country of laws and constitution. Well, I think that in this case, when you're elevating someone who is going to be making moral decisions, that it should be a moral standard. So you and, want to judge I mean, his character. I get it. I get that, Mike. And I, and, and I understand that. But in, in terms of these accusations that are being made and being alleged, they are very serious. And so far, there have been big holes in terms of, of facts in this in in this uh, whole scenario and the the thing i don't get is you know he can be removed uh from the nomination and another judge will be nominated who's just as conservative as him and i just kind of look at it and i say yeah he's not the best that's available well you know? i'll tell you what or, and, and you know, all right mike you make a good point and i, I got a break here because we're up against a hard break but let's let's let very quickly let's handicap this thing before we go to the break let's say that kavanaugh goes down let's say the democrats mm-hmm. win this Okay, mm-hmm. what do you think Trump's going to do? You think he's going to try? You think he's going to name somebody more liberal or moderate, or is he no, going to do what he's done in the past and double down like Donald Trump has always lady. done and go more conservative? What are the chances yeah, he does that? He'll, he'll nominate the lady that's on the short list. Well, he might. Everyone's expecting that. I know it. I I, yeah. I know exactly what you're saying, Mike. Great call. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, all good points uh, for calling in. Uh, we have time for a, a quick one. I think we got about one minute left, right? Okay, let's do this uh, very quickly. Let's go to a Jack in Roseville right now. Jack, what are your thoughts? You got about a minute. What, what do you think? Okay, uh, as I commented, uh, they're not pressing her on where she was, how she got to the party, and how she got home. Right. She's a 15 year old. Right. Right. No, I know that's a big and, that's a big gap in in this story. You're right. Well, it's a huge gap. It mm-hmm. it, it, it it totally makes her story unbelievable. Well, and, I look, I mean, some, something and, Jack may have happened. Something very bad may have happened to her on that night, but there are some real specifics that she cannot point to when she says I'm 100% certain it was Brett Kavanaugh. That's the only specific she can point to. Right. Right. The only thing. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Out of that, everything else she doesn't remember. And the FBI ought to get a hold of her parents, if they're alive, either one of them, and call them in and find out where she was. That's a, that's a good point. Maybe they are talking to her. I know that they're talking to the second woman, Ramirez, who made these allegations against Kavanaugh as well. We learned that today. Yeah. Jack, thanks very much for the phone call. We're up against a hard break. Okay. Uh, but we do have to take this break. We have some more calls that are waiting. And also, on the other side, I promise, we will get to Senator Lindsey Graham's speech that he gave in the Senate Judiciary Committee on Thursday. And he took his Democrats, his, his colleagues on the Democratic side of the aisle, to task. So, excuse me. For the time being, my name is Sam Shane. The phone number here is 916-921-1530, 1-800-834-1530. You're listening to Weekend Live on KFBK. We're going to take a quick break. We're back in a moment. 
stay connected. News and analysis. KFBK Weekend Live. News Radio KFBK. Welcome to Weekend Live. It's uh, 6.06 on a Saturday evening. My name is uh, Sam Shane. Thanks for joining us. We're here every Saturday evening from 5 to 7 with this live program where we take a look back at the big stories of the week, take a look ahead at what's coming up, and boy, are we in the middle of one right now. The Kavanaugh hearing has been dominating the news cycle. It's been dominating the show. Uh, the phone lines have lit up. We're going to get to those calls in just a second. Um, by the way, this is what we'll get to in just a second. We're not going to play this right now. Senator Lindsey Graham gave an impassioned speech, and we're going to play a clip of that for you in a moment. But before we do that, let's do get to the phones because we do have quite a few callers. Beverly is calling in from Placerville on this Saturday night. Hi, Beverly. How are you? I'm, I'd be a whole lot better if I'd never heard of that woman Mrs. Ford, I wouldn't even dignify her with any kind of a title. So you aren't sympathetic I mean, to her at all, even given what she did in her opening statement? Not in the least, because how ignorant can she be? You don't start a, a war with no information. I mean, here, let me go out here and shoot this guy on the road and say, oh, I didn't do it. It's the exact opposite of what she's doing. Well, can it, but it. remember that... She couldn't, if she can't remember who took her to that place, and who brought her home? Her parents need to go to jail for that. Well, there is a there's a big there's old. a Beverly there's a big question about uh, parental uh, guidance here. No question about that. But I mean, oh, l- listen, this happened some 36 years ago, and some people might say oh, you got to cut her a little bit of slack. I mean, it was a I long don't time cut ago. Her any slack? Her parents should have been there to help her out if she really got into trouble. Why didn't she confide in them? She lied to them. She but they probably didn't know anything about this until. Two weeks ago. Well, did she I mean, seem? Really. But did she seem to you at all that she was traumatized in some way, shape, or form? No, mentally, maybe by her parents. But you don't you think don't that she wait. went through something? I mean, maybe she was attacked by a, a guy, a boy, but maybe not. No, I think if she were really attacked, she would have gotten it right away. She would not have waited thirty some odd years to go through this. Okay, Beverly, and to cause a problem. Yeah. Okay, Beverly, thanks a lot for the phone call, calling in from you a pastor. You are welcome, and I hope Kavanaugh just beats the heck out of him. Well, it's going to... All the Democrats. It's going to be quite a week. I'm telling you, I mean, this is, this well, is a... This is a, a good I'll be old, there rooting for him, I'll tell you that right now. A, He's an honest guy. He suffered tremendously. Everybody's talking about her suffering. Look what the, the his wife's emails that she got. I heard those on KFBK as well. Yeah. I mean, they have been tormented. All right, she Be- doesn't know what tormenting is. Beverly, she really doesn't. thank you very much. I appreciate it. Now, this is going to be a flat-out dogfight. It's going to be, it has been, and it's going to be a dogfight all week long. As I said just in the last hour, if you think this game isn't going to change at all between now and Friday, you are, you got your head buried in the sand because <laughs> there is no way that there is some, there's going to be a surprise. I mean, I said during a meeting here at KFBK this week earlier, the only thing that's for sure is that everything is not for sure. <laughs> it's the great unknown. Okay, before we get to uh, before we get to Lindsey Graham's bite, well, let's get in one more call, and then I promise we get to Lindsey Graham. So let's go to Linda. She's from uh, Sacramento joining us on this Saturday evening at 6.09. Hi, hi, Linda. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, Sam? I'm doing well. What do you think about all of this? Great. Well, you know... There were two things that came out that just bugged me. Number one, she says she doesn't know where this place was. Right. On the other hand, she knew how long it, how far away from home it was. Mm. So if she knows how far away from home it was, how can she not Well, know yeah, I didn't get that from her. I heard her say she didn't know how she got there, and she doesn't know how she got home. She said something about 20 minutes or 20 miles 
Yeah. From home. Uh, somewhere. It, yeah. In, that the whole aspect of that story overall very very vague. Right. And then the other thing and it's another little thing, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's in the details, right? Her relationship with this Mark. Mark, Mark Judge. The third yeah. person in the bedroom who was laughing that bothered that laughter bothered her so much. He was the one jumping on the bed as uh, Brett was supposed to be right. attacking her. That was her account, yes. Right. And yet, a few weeks later, when she and her mother go to the grocery store, mm-hmm. she runs into him, and her comment was that he just didn't respond in a very friendly manner like he usually did when she waved at him. Mm-hmm. So so she's in. there's an innuendo, There's a, she insinuates something, but doesn't really come out. No, no she, she's... To a guy, right, who was part of that whole thing. Mm-hmm. In a, what would you do? Yeah, I, I and I try to clock. The well, guy. Mar- look, Mark Judge. By the way, Mark for the police. Mark Judge something. and Mark Judge. We should let everybody know, which you probably know by now, has denied that he was even there. Denied that this party even took place. And Mark Judge has said today he is willing to cooperate with FBI investigators. Right. All right, Linda. So Thank you very much for the phone call. Uh, yeah, I, I do appreciate the call, but I I, 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 I want to get into this Lindsey Graham speech before we get to more phone calls, which are pouring in, by the way. So without further ado, here is Senator Lindsey Graham, and he has been very, very upset, and we learned on Thursday very vocal about what has transpired in the Senate Judiciary Committee. Here's a portion of his speech. If you wanted an FBI investigation, you could have come to us. What you want to do is destroy this guy's life, hold this seat open, and hope you win in 2020. You've said that, not me. You've got nothing to apologize for. When you see Sotomayor and Kagan, tell them that Lindsey said hello, because I voted for them. I would never do to them what you've done to this guy. This is the most unethical sham since I've been in politics. And if you really wanted to know the truth, you sure as hell wouldn't have done what you've done to this guy. Wow. What a moment. There were five or six key moments in that entire day Thursday. The opening statements from both Kavanaugh and Ford, and clearly just a portion of what you heard there from Senator Lindsey Graham. That was just a portion. I was monitoring it, watching it live here in the studio, and I think that went on for almost three minutes. And it was some of the most riveting speech-giving I have ever heard from the United States Senate. Whether or not you agree with them, I don't know. Uh, Let's go to Rich. He's in Sacramento, who joins us. Rich, your thoughts on what transpired in Washington, D.C. on Thursday. How are you? I'm, I'm, man, I'm telling you, this thing has really thrown me for a loop. I hate that we're in the situation we're in. I just hate it. And, and it's all been brought to us. I'm sorry, you know, if this sounds partisan, but the Republicans have done nothing to create this. This is all a creation of Dianne Feinstein and the Democrats on the committee. Uh, maybe Anna Eshoo. I don't know who leaked all this stuff. I don't know who did all this. It doesn't matter. The fact is it's been done and it is hurting us in a bad way. What Lindsay did made me get out of my seat and cheer. I was, you know, I was watching the whole thing that day and just so sad over the whole, the whole mess, because we cannot know, we will never know 
the absolute truth of what happened. But what we do know is that Brett Kavanaugh has never lived his life in any measure since his high school years, for sure, in the way that they say he behaved in high school. We know. I mean, he drinks some beer or whatever, but I drink some beer. Big deal. But he's not, there is nobody who has ever attested to the fact that he's a bad dude. Nobody. Right. And they've done six, and now they're on to their seventh FBI background check where they talk to all of those people. They're not going to find anything new. So we we don't know. We can't say that she's wrong, he's right. He's, right. Now, I believe that he's right. I believe that nothing happened. I, I don't believe... You know that he was there and in all that. But, well, well, Rich, I will say this: I, I, I do think this. Um, this is such a powerful moment in U.S. history as we head into the midterms. I can't help but think that there are going to be ramifications, one way or the I other, hope. at the ballot box. I, I, I don't, well, I don't know how it manifests itself. Okay, but well, I but, hope it but goes people the right are. Way. It's been extraordinarily painful and polarizing, and it is one of those we, things that that it can motivate voters. We have got to reject the process that the Democrats brought us more than anything else. It is despicable what Dianne Feinstein and the rest of the Democratic portion of the committee has done. Despicable. All right, Rich, thank you very much. And that part of it has to be rebuked. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, Obviously, uh, feeling very strongly about what took place. Uh, It's it's 6.15. We do have to take a break, and we're going to come back on the other side. Governor Jerry Brown in California on Friday had a rather, let's just call this, interesting reaction to what he heard from Brett Kavanaugh. And I'm still trying to wrap my brain around it because I'm not sure I understand it. And maybe you can help me figure that out, but we have that on the other side. Phone number here is 916-921-1530, 1-800-834-1530. I'm Sam Shane. We're back in a moment. Stay connected. News and analysis. KFBK Weekend Live. News Radio KFBK. So we will uh, hear from Governor Jerry Brown and his reaction to Brett Kavanaugh's testimony and examination this past week. I'm still trying to wrap my brain around what Governor Brown said, but we'll play that clip for you and maybe you can help me. Phone number here is 916-921-1530-1800-834-1530. Before we get to that, let's get to Marsha. She's been on the phone and patiently waiting from Roseville. Hi, Marsha. How are you? Hey, hi. How are you? I'm doing well. What do you think? I'm going to just bring up a couple things I think no one else has talked about. And why aren't they looking at her yearbook, her drinking in high school, her parties that she attended, her past in school? Well, may, may, heard, may, maybe, thought, the, maybe the FBI is. Well, nothing was brought up no. the other day about You're right. anything. You're right. And I think she has been well coached by her lawyers. But, but her, when, her emotions did not sound genuine to me. I'm kind of like the same thing as the last couple callers. She just did not sound genuine. First of all, she has a background, a master's in psychology and a Ph.D. in psychology. Mm-hmm. She knows all about emotions, behavior, how our minds work, all that. Right. And she poured her tears on and her emotions and constantly. Used so you so Marcia, you didn't you didn't believe her. Absolutely not. OK, you because a lot of people were sympathetic. I mean, when, when they when you watch well, you her, know they what? I, it, it might have happened to her, but I don't think it was Brett Kavanaugh. Well, there's the big question. Did she suffer something traumatic? Was she sexually assaulted or assaulted at some point in her life? And was it Brett? And and was it right? And was it Brett Kavanaugh? Because thirty-six years later, to act like she did, like it happened yesterday. Yeah. And one other point I want to mention is: now, do you know that Brett Kavanaugh's mother was a judge as well? 
Yes. And, and about the foreclosures? Uh, yes, yes. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm aware of that, yeah. No, I know yeah. that's that's an ancillary part of this storyline. Um, it's not really part of the, the meat of it, but yes, I am aware of it. Well, that might have been payback or something. Who knows? Well, yeah, it may have been. I mean, there, there are lots of yeah, lots of theories about that. But I, I just, you know what? As a woman, just watching her, it just she just she just did not come off as believable. To me. Okay, okay, Marcia, okay. thank you very right much. There. Appreciate that from Roseville. Did not find Doctor Ford to be believable. Floyd from West Sacramento joins us on a Saturday at 625. Hi, Floyd. How are you? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing quite well. What do you think? What do I think? Mm. Well, I think she's a piss-poor actress because uh, she got up there and she acted crying and snivelling and whining, yet she never wiped a tear out of her eyes. There was never no tears come off on the ground. No tear, no napkin, no Kleenex, no tissue of any type. So, so Floyd, you sound to me like you're... Seconds, she's laughing with her attorney. So you sound to me like you're a lot like in Marsha's camp where you just you didn't believe her, you're not sympathetic towards her. I mean, do you think that she possibly ever suffered a traumatic incident? Well, she might have suffered a traumatic incident. I think the biggest traumatic incident she might have suffered is the fact that she's a piss-poor actress. Okay, so you just think she, she she's... Not, she could not act at all, and that's what she was doing. Okay, so she do was you... acting. You think it's just a, just a pure... It's just pure acting... A, a, a dramatic appearance, and that there, there's no there, there. There's no substance behind what she said whatsoever. Period. Uh, she may have been, she may have been assaulted at one time or another. I can't say. You yeah. know, I have other feelings that they told me I couldn't bring up, but one. So that's the one I'm bringing up. Okay. Uh, she's not a, she's not a very good actor. She, okay. that was acting. All right, Floyd. And, and not good at that. Okay. Thank you very much. Appreciate the Thank phone call, you. Floyd calling in. We do have time to get this in because I want to get it in. Maybe you want to comment on this on the other side of the break. This is Governor Jerry Brown. This was on uh, Friday uh, following Thursday's hearing on Capitol Hill in which he talked about what transpired on Capitol Hill and particularly talked about Brett Kavanaugh. And he says that he thinks that the lies, and he, these were his words, but the lies by Brett Kavanaugh are, quote, relatively well-proved. I want you to listen to this sound by closely. Those are his words, relatively well-proved. Let's roll up the bite. We're trying to find the bite right now. Step toward an increasingly polarized America. And uh, what Elsie was saying, there's no doubt that he was a heavy drinker, and he told the exact opposite statement. So uh, his uh, his uh, lies, I think, are I think are relatively well proven. Uh, okay, what does that mean? So he says he's uh, it's proven that he's a relatively heavy drinker, and he says so. His lies, I think, are relatively well proven. Relatively well proven. What is, is that like? Relatively pregnant? I mean, either the lies are proven, or they're not proven but relatively well-proven? If you've got an answer for that one, please let me know. 916-921-1530, 1-800-834-1530. On the other side of the break, that proposal to raise the gas tax in California, well, guess what? The repeal is going to be on the ballot, and there's now a new ad campaign out there. What is it saying, and why is it spreading fear among voters? You'll hear it. We'll talk about it on the other side. My name is Sam Shane. You're listening to KFBK. This is Weekend Live. 
Fall is here. Now the perfect time for replacing those old windows and doors before winter. Tom Sullivan for my friends at Southgate Glass. Now through October 31st, Southgate Glass will install your Milgard windows and doors and give you 15% off your purchase of vinyl Milgard windows and doors. Quality, value, lifetime Milgard warranty. Call Southgate Glass today before the offer expires. Save money on your purchase and future energy bills. 916-634-4400 or southgateglass.com. Minimum purchase, $3,000. And uh, welcome back. Very quickly, just want to let you know, after we just heard from Tom Sullivan, on the other side of the break, we're going to be talking more about the proposal to raise the gas tax. 12 cents a gallon rammed down our throat. There's a repeal that will be on the ballot in November a brand new TV ad campaign that is spreading fear if you don't give your state government more money. Should you be giving them more money? And what they say will happen if you don't give them more of your money. I'm I'm Sam Shane. We will have much more on that coming up on the other side of the break as calls continue to pour in. The phone number here is 916-921-1530, 1-800-834-1530. You can give us a phone call at any time, and we'll be uh, talking with you about... Not only what took place in Washington, D.C. with Brett Kavanaugh and Dr. Ford and the testimony and the result thereof, and that investigation, by the way, with the FBI is open until at least the end of this week. We are hearing now from lawmakers that there will likely be a vote, could be a vote as early as Friday. Today, President Trump said that he supports this, he has called for this, and he think it could be a good thing for Brett Kavanaugh. KFBK Weekend Live News and Analysis on News Radio KFBK. Six thirty-five is the time. Thanks for uh, joining us. Uh, my name is Sam Shane. You're listening to uh, Weekend Live. We're here every Saturday evening live from five o'clock to seven o'clock, looking back at some of the big stories of the week and looking forward. Obviously, we all know what the big story of this past week is. It's dominated our show this entire weekend. We're going to get into more on the new ad campaign that deals with the repeal of the gas tax. That's going to be on the ballot in November. And essentially, the heart and soul of this new TV ad campaign is uh, they're saying, if you don't give them more of your money for this uh, gas tax, then your roads are going to crumble, your bridges are going to crumble, and uh, the traffic jams are going to get worse. You buy that? We're going to play a little bit of that New ad campaign for you here in the next uh, half hour. 916-921-1530, Before we get into that clip, I want to talk to Stan. He joins us now from uh, Granite Bay on this Saturday night. Hi, Stan. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. Yes, sir. What are your thoughts? Well, I just haven't heard too much about uh, her side as far as the background of, of how she got all the information that she spoke about the other day. And I really believe that she's an operative that that the the left has lofted and put in this position, hmm. and th- there's n- been no talk about this book that Judge wrote and a lot of information she could have gathered and and right. attorneys. Okay, so let me back up just for the listeners who aren't aware of this. Stan, uh, Mark Judge wrote a book, um, and he talked a lot about the heavy drinking that took place. Mark uh, Judge is is now a recovered alcoholic. Uh, he doesn't drink any longer, as best I understand. By the way, he did say today that uh, he is willing now to cooperate with FBI investigators. But you think maybe some of the information in that book was given to Dr. Ford, and you also think that Dr. Ford may be a pawn in all of this. Is that right? Absolutely. Hmm. Interesting. I've heard that I theory. That, I know that's a conspiracy Yes, it, oh, it very much is. Yeah. 
But I, I believe that the left uh, will do anything, and they've said it. Don, do you to, think, Don, do you think that uh, Ramirez, uh, the second woman to come forward, and then the third woman to come forward, and her name escapes me, but she's with uh, Avenetti, and we all know Avenetti. He represents uh, the, the porn star. Uh, but right. do you think all of these players are, are pawns? Uh, you know, I, I think that might be a stretch. I think, okay. you know, this type of publicity brings out a lot of different characters. And uh, whether that is just trying to add to the heap of, of you know, more persuasion of, of this whole thing, you know, selling the, selling the whole thing uh, to get them off mm-hmm. the, off the uh, you know, the bench. Well, I, you know, I don't know. Look, this is going to be an interesting week, and like I said earlier, Stan, I, I don't think that the surprises are done, and I and, and we'll see what happens by the end of this week, and uh, you know the FBI investigation may shed light into what you're you're talking about, you know, what the legitimacy of of all of these people. So, thank, right, th- thanks right. so much for the phone call, Stan, calling in from Granite Bay, raising some real interesting issues about the book that Mark Judge wrote, and now Mark Judge, the friend of Brett Kavanaugh, who has said, by the way that he was never there at this uh, quote-unquote party that, as far as he knows, it never even took place. But he now says he will cooperate with the FBI. Let's go to Fred. He joins us now from Sacramento on uh, this Saturday night, 6.39 is the time. Hi, Fred. How are you? Thank you very much, Mr. Sam. You're welcome, my sir. Name is, my name is Fred. I'm an educated person. I'm a mechanical engineer, electrical engineer, and I was all my life almost management. And I hired in the past more than... 30, uh, I mean, last 30, 40 years, I hired more than four to 500 people, and I know who is lying, who is not lying. So you think uh, she or he is lying. Who do you think is lying here? The doctor for, I mean, uh, she was lying. Why, do you, no, why, why, why can you say that with, with, with so much certainty, Fred? By kind, kind of the body language she was trying to show, and by the amount of the water, every second she was trying to drink it. But do you and think, was, but, but yeah. there are a lot of people, Fred, who watched her and said, you know what, I really feel for this woman. I have a lot of sympathy for her. I can just sense that she went through some kind of a traumatic event. Maybe she was attacked or sexually attacked or something happened to her. And maybe her memory is foggy and cloudy because it happened a long time ago and it was traumatic. Uh, you 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 didn't you you just don't see it that way. I was seeing it, but the point is, it could be some kind of the problem she had during the teenager's time and in the past when she was in a, a high school or the college. Mm-hmm. But the point is, never judge did anything. And I'll be honest with you: in the past few times, I vote for the Democrat, but never in the future I will do it. You'll never you'll, 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 you'll never vote for a Democrat again. Never, never. And you have voted for them in the past. How recently have you voted for a Democrat? It was a time, one time for the Obama, one time for Clinton, mm-hmm. and that was it. I see. Never will. Okay. Never. Fred, thank you because so much. Because they don't have no pay, uh, passion, and they don't even want to listen to the person. And the other thing is, before they make the person be guilty, 
they already say he is guilty. All right. That's not the way we operate. That's not the way we feel. Okay, Fred, thanks very much uh, for the phone call from Sacramento. And, you know, I indicated this about 45 minutes ago. Uh, I can't help but think that somehow this event that we are all going through in this country is somehow going to manifest itself at the, at the ballot box in November. I, I, don't, and I don't know how. I don't know how. But, uh, Fred, thanks very much for the phone call. But I have 100% sure. Whoops. There goes Fred. Sorry, Fred. Thank you very much. We lost you there on the line. Uh, let's get to a uh, Bill. He's from Willows right now. Uh, before we get into this quick soundbite that I want to get into from the uh, TV ad campaign, uh, Bill from Willows. Hi, how are you tonight, Bill? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. What are your thoughts? Hey, um, well, you remember Bill Clinton uh, with the, when he said, uh, "If the economy's stupid, right?" Right. 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 Okay. So, so it, this deal here, it's it's the it's the abortion stupid is what is what the well they, w- they would turn yeah I, say, I mean okay? the, 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 so, there's so a yeah go ahead they're they're sinking they're their party sinking they're 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 drastic measures they look at themselves as uh uh heroes in this whole thing through civil disobedience suppose that woman she looked to me like she was in a some sort of a uh um uh, trance, yeah, you know, like she was hypnotized uh, or something. Yeah, ah. yeah. Okay. Well, I don't or, know. I mean, or medication. Well, or it medication? could, it, it could be, it could be. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that we all sort of got a different impression of her, and I've heard a lot of different, varying descriptions of you know her state of mind, how she presented herself. Uh, she clearly sounded educated, um, but you know. I, I don't know. Some people, as you heard on this show, some people found her sympathetic. Some people said that that, that she's a bad actor. So uh, I, you know, I think she, to me, she was a bad actor. Okay. But, um, All right, Bill. Yeah. Uh, listen, thanks okay. a lot for the phone call. I appreciate that. Hey, uh, before cool. we get to the break, by the way, the phone number here is nine one six nine two one fifteen thirty one eight hundred eight three four fifteen thirty. I want to play this quick clip, and we can talk about this on the other side of the break. But I want you to hear it to just kind of let it settle in. Uh, Proposition six. Okay. You've probably heard of this. So there's a 12 cent a gallon gas tax. It was rammed down our throat by the Democrats and and pushed heavily by Governor Jerry Brown in the state of California. And there's also this proposition that's out there, Proposition 6, that would repeal it. So we all get to vote on that in November. We get to go to the ballot and we get to vote on repealing the gas tax. Well, there's a new campaign, a TV ad campaign that was launched this past week against that initiative against the repeal of the gas tax. Okay, it's asserting that Proposition 6 will put the safety of motorists in jeopardy by taking away road and bridge repair funds. Essentially what they're saying in this ad is, if you don't give us more of your money in the form of a higher gas tax and in the form of more registration fees for your car, then your roads will crumble, your bridges will fall apart, and there will be more traffic jams. You believe that? Let's play just a clip of this this TV ad that's out there. Step toward an increasingly... Nope, that's not the bite. That's not the bite. That's the wrong bite. That's the bite we had just heard from Governor Brown. So here we go. We've got Yeah, Prop 6 eliminates $5 billion in annual funding for critical infrastructure projects, threatening 6,500 local bridge and road safety upgrades already underway. Prop 6 attacks the safety of our local bridges and roads and makes traffic congestion even worse. Did you hear that? It attacks the safety of our bridges and roads. There it is. If you don't give us more money, that attacks the safety of our bridges and roads. And it makes the traffic jams worse. You buy that? 
1-800-834-1530. How are you going to vote on that one? What do you think about the new TV ad campaign launched this past week in a number of major markets in California? My name is Sam Shane. This is Weekend Live on KFBK. We're going to take a quick break. Calls are coming in. We'll be back in a moment. KFBK Weekend Live. News and analysis. On News Radio KFBK. What happens in November? Well, I mean, we're asking that on a number of fronts, okay? Not just the congressional and Senate races that are going to take place. But in California, what about our gas tax? That is a huge proposal that's out there to repeal a 12-cent-a-gallon gas tax that has been tossed upon us by the governor and the legislature in addition to a hike in registration fees. So let's go to Paul right now. He's in paradise tonight talking about this with us at uh, 650. Uh, Paul, thanks for joining us. How are you? Fine, and how are you? And thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. What do you think? Uh, well, uh, the roads have gone downhill ever since Brown's first term in office in the 70s. We used to have the best roads, and by the end of his term, they're starting to get worse, and they've continued since. The gas tax has always been meant to be for roads and roads only. But they don't. Use, but they. But guess what happens then? They then they rate it and they throw it into the general fund, and they do that all the time, don't they? They've done that twice. Right. We've and we voted it back in to just for roads. Right. And they they can't within a couple of years. Paul, they, they can't keep their hands off. The it. Fund. They can't keep their hands off the money. They can't. Not at all. Uh. Uh-uh. Nope. And then no, they come back to you, and then they say, "Well, your roads are bad, so we got to raise your gas tax again." We already pay the. I think we pay the highest gas tax in the country, and if it's not the highest, we're right up there. You're you're exactly right because I've looked it up before. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so yep. yeah, this is just—it's just a scam. Let's scare you so you'll give us more money. Yeah. Well, you oh, know, on that TV ad. Right yeah. Here. Well, I think that was the idea. Fear, fear is the the motivating factor in that ad. No question. All right, Paul. Thanks a lot. I got a lot of calls. I got to try to cram in here. Thanks a lot. Okay. Thanks a lot. Have a good uh, weekend. Uh, let's go to a uh, Josh. He's in Sacramento, and uh, he joins us on this night. Hi, Josh. How are you? Hey, doing all right. You're already still a thunder. The ad that went to the general fund. Uh, it's not coming through, but I do have a uh, uh, anti ad that you could put in. Oh, what's that? Uh, it, that anti ad, just you know, just put in a historical view of a of the last gas tax. You know, thank you for the money for the gas tax. We're we're putting your money hard at work for right. Planned Parenthood for for this. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. We do we, we did give some money to Caltrans to promote scaring you into getting more. Well, you know what? Here, Josh, um, on, on the side, <laughs> along with what you're saying is, and I have a theory about this, and I don't know if you have heard me before here, but but I have a contention that the reason that we're seeing you know local governments like in the city of Sacramento they want to raise the sales tax, and the state wants to raise you know the gas tax, and so on and so forth. The reason they're doing this is because they have made these enormous promises for big pensions for state workers that they cannot deliver. And they're underwater with their pension system, so they got to get the money somehow. That's a theory. No, no, it's not a theory. I mean, it's it's, it's an actual. I mean, it's, you think you think uh, I'm right on there? Oh uh, no, absolutely. They they do cannot they cannot pay for the promises they have to given out. Right. And uh, so right. The, uh, but they have to hide behind where they get the money from. Right. Because they can't they can't say out in front to the voter right. why they. They can't. They can't do a TV ad where they say, "If you don't give us the money, we can't pay the pensions." They're going to do a TV ad say, "If you don't pay the money, you're going to have crumbling bridges and longer traffic jams." Correct. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Josh. And so it is. Hey, thanks for the call. Uh, 
Appreciate it very much. Uh, we're going to backpedal very quickly. Anne is joining us from Sacramento, and she has a thought on, on the Kavanaugh hearing. As, I mean, Thank you very much. Uh, the FBI needs to interview the husband of Dr. Ford. Because really? This started with marital counseling. That's how the story surfaced, and that was in 2012. But they were married in 20, uh, 2002, and which she would have been in her late 30s. Mm-hmm. The, their disciplines are different, and the, the Mechanical engineer well, prompted but, me to call. The but, husband, but, I believe, but, is a mechanical engineer. Yeah, but I mean, what would that? What, how would that benefit the FBI investigation talking to her husband? I don't get that. Uh, well, he, well, the incompatibility. She's made, I've, my feeling from the beginning when I heard that this was started with marital counseling is she's making excuses as to why uh, she's looking for excuses. Oh, she's looking for excuses for her marriage that's in trouble. Right. I see. So well, you know what? Idea. You know what? It struck me too, Anne, is when I heard during the testimony on Thursday she was talking about they were doing this major remodel on their home, and she insisted on a second front door. And there was a disagreement, apparently. Yes. Yeah. And, and the psychiatrist or psychologist who was counseling them said, this is an indication that you're looking for another escape route, that you feel trapped. So In the marriage, because she's ah. the disciplines are incompatible, mm. engineering and psychology. Okay. I'm talking about personalities. Yeah. At okay. any rate, okay. I thought and I'd throw that in. Thank you very you. much, Ann. I appreciate the call. Let's get to Ed in Gold River. And he joins us on this Saturday night at 6.55. Ed, we got about a minute. What are your thoughts? Yes, I think there's a big red flag waving on uh, the manipulation of Dr. Um, Dr. The, Ford? The committee offered to uh, have her fly to, uh, in, to Washington the next day and have her testimony. Right. And according to the testimony that came out in the, in yesterday, or when, when she was testifying, I watched the whole thing. <laughs> they, the... She had said that she was unable to fly because she was confined in the quarters that made her claustrophobic. Yeah, she said that, and then it was discovered that she had flown to places like Tahiti and taken vacations and easily flown. And also, we should keep in mind that uh, members of the uh, Judiciary Committee, the investigators, they actually uh, volunteered to fly out to her, to talk to her, and and, then she wouldn't take the meetings. Well, but she wouldn't. You know why? Because she testified that she was in Delaware. Ah, and so, then so, she flew up to Maine. Oh, and then she flew back to California. That was in her testimony. So she's been flying all over the place. Oh yeah, just she. That's why they she they couldn't come out to California to to interview her because she wasn't there. I see. It's very interesting. Yeah, I'm wondering where this. I long time Democratic fundraisers, you know. And, yeah, yeah. I I it. just I I wonder where this this round of investigation is going to head. I mean, this is the sixth or seventh. I mean, I kind of get lost in the numbers of how many times Brett Kavanaugh has been investigated, either by the Bar Association or by the FBI, and and here we are. I, I just oh, yeah. I wonder what's going to be new in this one. Well, this, you know, the thing is, there could be something new coming out, but huh. that yeah. lie about her not being able to fly yeah. cost them twelve days. Yeah. That's very interesting. And uh, yeah, okay. You know, and that's hardly ever mentioned. Well, we might we might be hearing more about it. Ed, thanks very much for the phone call, calling in from uh, Gold River. I uh, just want to wrap up quickly with this uh, little note. Whether you know it or not, Disneyland and the city of Anaheim are at each other's throats. Can you believe this? Anaheim politicians question the wisdom of giving Walt Disney Company hundreds of millions of dollars in tax breaks 
to support expansion. The issue is resonating with residents who wonder why a theme park that cannot move, owned by a conglomerate worth $166 billion, needs financial incentives from taxpayers. Not so happy place on earth. (laughs) Just thought you'd hear that one here because you very likely did not hear that on your local or national newscasts. I'm Sam Shane. Thanks for joining us tonight. This is Weekend Live on KFBK. I'll be back here next Saturday. Hope you can join us. In the meantime, we'll talk with you later. News overload. It's what happens when everything that's going on in the world gets to be just a little bit too much. But has there ever been a time when it was more important to keep up? The news you need, clear, concise, trustworthy. News Radio KFBK, 93.1 FM and 1530 AM.